the sexy hour with uh, Ray and RJ. Also known as Cedar Country. Hey, everybody. So I know for Ray it means nothing. Ray's just a working man. But for me, I'm in college, and this is the last week before my classes start up again. So to kind of celebrate the end of summer vacation, as much of a vacation as one can have working almost every day of the week. I figured that we would hit up on, and also being the end, almost the end of August, the middle of August, figure we'd talk about the sort of musical subgenre culture in country music that is known as Key West Sound, or more commonly known as Gulf and Western. I love Gulf and Western. Gulf and Western music, which, um, so this is from enacademic.com. So it's, uh, I don't know how great of a, oh, it's Academic Dictionaries and Encyclopedias resource, but there were a bunch of ads that popped up, so I don't know. So, uh, Gulf and Western is a genre that pretty much, that, that didn't pretty much, it is the genre that was created by Jimmy Buffett. Like, Jimmy Buffett is, who the genre is named, not for or after, but his music is what it's named about. And he he pioneered this subgenre back in, uh, was seventies, maybe eighties, when yeah, he, yeah. whenever he started making music. And obviously that that includes your classics, Margaritaville, Cheeseburger in Paradise, Fins, all those fun, trying to reason with Hurricane Season. And then there, it's, it's been adopted mostly as a derivative of his work by other performers, including Brent Burns, Hannah's Reef, Rum Punch Bandits. Kenny Chesney is probably the most notable one. Alan Jackson, man. Alan, well, that, Alan Jack, these are, these are artists that, from my understanding from this website, that almost exclusively do the kind of style. Alan Jackson is more a traditional country artist that has dabbled in that which yeah. a lot of artists have, like Zach Brown Band has a few times and things like that. Um, and we'll talk about that, because we're going to be talking about not just this genre music. I guess um, this is actually just more covering kind of uh, country summer, mostly dealing with beach-related stuff. Also, I apologize in advance. Uh, not really in advance, we're already partway through it. We're recording in a different spot, and so you, there might be some outdoor noises, because there are open windows that I'm too lazy to close, so sorry if... Anything like passing traffic gets that. Not to mention that we have a couple dogs in here. We have yeah, there are uh, a couple great dogs in here. One, they're both one's really young and he's pretty energetic, so he's been kind of romping around. The other one's laying next to me. She's doing fine. So you might hear some clanking from little Proby. Yeah, especially from his uh, collar. So uh, and then let's see, Bill Jabonski, Don Middlebrook, and Living Soul, also known as Living Soul and the Pearl Divers. Jim Morris, Kevin Mulvena, Eric Stone, and Greg Fingers Taylor, who I think Greg was, yeah, it says Greg was a former member of Jimmy Buffett's Coral Reefer Band. And a lot of these artists uh, are actually just uh, cover bands or tribute bands for Jimmy Buffett. So I wish I had more preparation. I had a fun idea for a uh, a, a game of uh, is it a Jimmy Buffett or Kenny Chesney song? But I also think that I might have gotten that idea from a different podcast, so I'm going to go ahead and will not do that, mostly because I don't have access to their catalogs oh. of music ran for me. Yeah, I know. Games, dude. Yeah, games. So I guess maybe we can uh, do that. 
How about instead? So I actually, I also did, we can do a, a sort of a derivative of that game. So this is, I put a search term into Google related to our topic today, but I won't tell you what it is. That way, you know, we can play this game without you having the answers right in front of you. So I'm just going to list off names of songs that kind of fit the theme of today's episode and you and you try and guess who the artist is oh shit okay all right and a lot of these are gonna a lot of them i because a lot of them are they're almost all radio hits so i'm sure you'll know most of them but we'll we'll (coughs) we'll figure it out yeah all right so first up we got toes well that's a kenny chesney song isn't it nope no no you okay i'll give you three guesses three guesses yeah uh uh i don't know all right, so you're just giving in on that one? Yeah. That one is by Zach Brown Band. Oh. All right. Uh, and now we have... Next one is Some Beach. Is that Kenny Chesney? Nope. Um, Brent Gilbert? Nope. Also, would you like me when I... Going forward with this little game, do you also want me... Because it gives me the year that the song is from. Do you want me to give you that? That kinda, won't help me in the least. That won't help you in the least? No. Okay. I would say maybe it might help you narrow artists down. But, okay. All right. Well, this reminder, the song is Some Beach, and you have one more guess. I I got nothing. It's Blake Shelton. I'm not good at these games. Yeah. Uh, well, now we have Knee Deep. I don't who, even know that saying song. Knee Deep? I don't even know that song. That's sad. That's... Knee Deep actually features Jimmy Buffett. It doesn't say it here, but it features Jimmy Buffett. That's how sad it is that you don't know it. It's a great song. Um, that's another one by Zach Brown Band. That was like from their album that I would consider their most Jimmy Buffett-esque album. I can't remember the name of it, but I can see the artwork. It's like tan. It's, uh, it's and then it like starts with a Y. But anyways. Uh, all right. Here's one. Margaritaville. I don't know if I know this one. Oh, no. Um, is it Kenny Chesney? No, it's it's Jimmy Buffett. Yeah. All right. Uh, then we have No Shoes, No Shirt, No Problems. I can actually say that this one is... This one's Kenny, isn't it? Yes, it is. I was going to say, you've been guessing Kenny first on every single one of these, and if you hadn't gotten it, I would have been mad. Uh, when the Sun Goes Down. I actually was just listening to this one not too long ago. I know that Uncle Cracker's part of it. Yeah, he's featured on it. Yeah. Um... She thinks crack is sexy when the sun goes down. <sighs> no? <laughs> no. Kenny Chesney again. Frick. Alright, next is Somewhere on a Beach. I have no idea. Uh, Somewhere on a Beach is by Dirk Spentley. Uh, then we have Beachin'. I think we should stop. Alright, so I'm... I have one more. I want to do. I want to do the next one as kind of the last one. So we'll do two more, and then I'll just, I'll just start listing off these songs after that. But uh, so, so this one and the next one. So Beachin. Who do you think sings Beachin? We'll just do a one and done for guesses. You have no guesses. All right, Beachin is by Jake Owen. All right, the last. This one. If you can give me. Any of the three prominent artists I know of that have sang this song. If you can give me more than one, if you can give me all three, I will I will be very proud of you. Alright. The Seashores of Old Mexico. Is Jimmy Buffett one of them? Jimmy no. Buffett. I 
I can't say that Jimmy Buffett hasn't sang that song, but there are three artists I have in mind that I know of that have sang the song. All of them are pretty prominent artists in country music. That sounds like a song that Willie would sing. It would, nope, not no, Willie Nelson. Not All right, you have one more guess to get one of the three artists. Kenny Chesney? No. No? No, the artists, uh, the original artist that I think even wrote the song is Hank Snow. Uh, and then it was covered by Merle Haggard. And then most recently, and probably most well known today, is covered by George Strait. So, yeah, See, the sea- I, don't, I don't, I don't know that song at all. The seashores of old Mexico. So, uh, other than that, we've got songs, uh, they got Barefoot Blue Jean Night by Jake Owen, Long Hot Summer Keith Urban, Summertime by Kenny Chesney, Beard in Mexico, Kenny Chesney, Island Song, Zach Brown Band, Day Drinking, Little Big Town, Six Pack Summer by Phil Vassar. He actually sang at my college like 11 years ago, apparently. I watched a video of it in my class. Guitars and Tiki Bars, Kenny Chesney, Coconut Tree, Willie Nelson, A Bunch of Girls, Frankie Ballard, Suntan City, Luke Bryan, Beat This Summer, Brad Paisley, Vacation, Thomas Rhett, Old Blue Chair, Kenny Chesney, Keys in the Conch Shell, Kenny Chesney. So basically, uh, so I was looking up country beach music, and that's this is just what Google gave me here at the top, a little side-scrolling thing so i think i've mentioned before in the first episode and i know this because i that's the only one as of this recording that i've edited i remember me mentioning that i have music that i've listened to on car rides and things i make playlists a lot of them are specifically country music so i have a playlist for when i go to the beach and i have a sub playlist of when i just want to listen to country music related ones I'm not going to go off the whole thing because that would take forever, but there's some some songs that I think not many people know or would think of, uh, and it's not just beach music. It's also they talk about things like fishing and stuff, uh, like All Summer Long, Kid Rock, Big River by Johnny Cash, Winona Judd's cover of Burning Love that was used for Lilo and Stitch. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. John Denver's Calypso. Uh, I mentioned it. I love this song so much. I always bring it up. Allison Krauss and Union Station's recording of The Captain's Daughter that was written by Johnny Cash, which I think is technically the song No, No, No. Chattahoochee, Alan Jackson. Never knew how much that muddy water read me. Meant to me. Meant to me, yeah. Oh, so <laughs> another sort of subgenre country music related to islands and the sea pirate music. Not necessarily sea shanties, but I guess sea shanties. So there's an artist that a friend, a mutual friend of ours has introduced that's called Ailstorm. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know Ailstorm, yeah. And it's basically rock sea shanties, and I like it. So it's kind of a, it's a weird, it's like Celtic rock to me, where it's pretty, it's not country, but it's got enough of a flavor of a genre that is more closely tied to it being minus the rock aspect. So Celtic music and in this case, uh, sea shanties that I, I kind of throw the music on there. So I can't talk about that song on this podcast. That's uh that's not, that's not family friendly. The title isn't family friendly, uh, but they have like songs. There's uh, one called rum and then there's a uh, keelhauled is another one and then there's a, another one which is the one that i think we all know the best at least out of everybody that's in our D group but uh 
Oh, we shouldn't really talk about that one. Or at least I can't say the title. Uh, no. <laughs> have you, you ever? Can you say the abridged? Can you say an abridged title? With effed with an anchor. Oh, okay. Yeah. Have you ever heard the the pop crossover hit "Islands in the Stream," recorded by Kenny Rogers and the great Dolly Parton? Mm-mm. You've never heard "Islands in the Stream." That is nope. what we are. No one in between. How could we be wrong? No. Nope. Oh. It's a good song. It's a. Uh, it recently, a couple years ago, uh, on the Tonight Show with Jimmy Fallon, he and Miley Cyrus did a cover on the show of the song, uh, dressed as Kenny Chesney and Dolly Parton from some performance that they did of the song at an award show, and it's it's pretty funny. Uh, I would suggest checking it out for sure. Okay. I'm sorry, I wasn't nearly as prepared for this episode as I thought I was, so I'm just kind of rambling about music. But I can't believe you've never... The Seashores of Old Mexico, how have you never heard that song? I have no idea. What are some country songs you would listen to if you were listening to country music at the beach? Well, definitely Chattahoochee and Toes. And as, as time has gone on, I've become a bigger Jimmy Buffett fan. Everybody's become a bigger Jimmy Buffett fan as time goes on. You know, I'm actually, when I'm at the beach, I'm actually okay with some bro country. Yeah, it's, that's one of the places I feel like it works the best. Yeah. For sure. That's, I usually, when I'm feeling in the mood of kind of an <laughs> island vibe, I like to say being on island time, uh, mentally, that that's when I usually, because I don't. I'm not able to go to the beach as much as I'd like, I'm sure. I mean, we go, I guess, to the shore enough for fishing, but that's different than a beach day. Yeah, pretty much once a week. But other than that, I'm just chilling at home. I've I've gotten to the point that at some point, I don't think I have it anymore, but I had like a three-plus-hour-long recording of some waves coming in, like a shoreline. And so I'd like play that while listening to music and kind of getting that mental vibe, which I really liked doing. It also helped me sleep sometimes, but I stopped doing that because I don't need two different things playing at once. That'd be totally cool for this, for for like the bat from like the ambient noise for the podcast. Oh, it'd be neat. To, uh, I might, I might do that. I don't know. <laughs> This is RJ, Ash, Ray, Brandon, Harrison, and Bronson. We host a Dungeons and Dragons podcast called Realms and Nerds. Some highlights of our show include wreaking havoc in every town we visit, blowing up hot tubs, killing off fan favorite characters, high necromancers, inappropriate wedding etiquette, and every now and then, actually good storytelling. Join us in the realms of Pridea for fun fantasy adventures. You can find us on Podbean, iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or just about wherever you get podcasts. So actually, this is getting a little off topic, but it's... We've, I we're not super prepared this week, so kind of just chatting away is kind of a good way to go about this. But uh, 
I've ever told you about a concept I have for a, a dream house or a room in a dream house? Nah. You want to take a stab at what it is? Is it like a beach? Yeah, it's literally an indoor beach that's designed to replicate the best of my ability an outdoor beach, like a just the seashore kind of deal or a lake shore. That'd make your house really sandy, though. Nah, not if it's... This is the hypothetical, like, if I had the monies to do it and to afford, like, a basically a mansion and just have a room dedicated to that. But yeah, I definitely have sand there. Jeeves, clean up the sand, please. The biggest problem with that logistically would be... I mean, it's possible because, I mean, theme parks do it, but having the waves would be the word. I guess the indoor pool, because it's basically be a big indoor pool with sand. But uh, one of the things I definitely would want to have is uh, I wouldn't want actual seagulls in there pooping all over the place, but I would definitely want to have the ambiance of, like, seagulls and maybe, like, the wind. It'd be expensive to upkeep because I'd also want, you know, I don't know if you could just replicate it with the pool or whatever it is in the sand, but kind of the aroma of the lake shore. Actually, or the beach. yeah, if you really wanted it, I know that there that there's a way to make like a uh, pond pool. Okay. Where it like it cleans itself using like fish and like the plants that surround a lake yeah, shore. Yeah, I yeah. I've seen stuff about that too. So if you had that it would probably replicate the smell pretty pretty well too. Possibly, but I mean, that's more of like a pond more than like a, cause I'm thinking like the Great Lakes when I say a lake more than something like Wabasis or Long Lake. I'm thinking more Lake Michigan, Lake Superior, or I can't talk about the ocean. I've never been to the ocean in my life, so I have no idea what it smells like, road what trip. it sounds like. I would love to do, I want to do. I never, I've never been there either. I want to do a road trip down south again to like the Tennessee area. I liked being down there. It was nice visiting. I'd like to go out to the lake. But tying this back into what our podcast is about and going back to kind of the 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 beach room, the indoor beach. The other thing I would do is definitely have a playlist set up that just kind of loops through different basically a playlist like my uh I, I actually named my country music playlist for the beach uh some beach after the Blake Shelton song that you can remember. Also, have you happened to... I recently... I say recently. It was more like a year ago, maybe. Picked up Kenny Chesney's, as far as I know, his latest album. Have you heard it yet? It's called uh, Songs for the Saints. No. I really, really like that album. Yeah. It's very good. It's actually got... He did a cover of Jimmy Buffett's Trying to Reason with Hurricane Season, featuring Jimmy Buffett. And I was... I really like that. A, a lot of the songs, Better Boat is really good. The the title track song for the Saints is really good. I could pretty much say, I could pretty much, I can't list off all the tracks, but I could say good things about basically every track on that album. And I was really glad I, I picked that album up almost on a whim. I saw it there. I was like, you know, Kenny Chesney's good. And this album looks like it could be interesting. The other cool thing about that album is I believe, um, what was, there was a hurricane few years ago that i don't remember if it was i think the album was i want to say it was hurricane lawrence is the name of the hurricane let me actually find information on this because i don't want to say things that aren't necessarily true about it 
But there's some connection between... Okay, it's the... Oh, wow, the 17th studio album by Kenny Chesney. Wow. Okay, Get Along was the first thing, the first single. Oh, also the album... Uh, another artist featured on the album is uh, Ziggy Marley. Oh, what? Yeah, he's the son of Bob Marley. Yeah, yeah. He, if you like reggae, he does. He does a pretty decent job. Yeah, I mean, reggae is really good. Oh, I guess uh, there's a there, I guess an indie folk band called Lord Huron. I've never heard of them, but the yeah the I guess the song "Ends of the Earth" is a cover of it's one of their songs that he covered on the album. Oh, here it is. This is what I was trying to find. So uh, this comes from Wikipedia, like most of my information for this podcast that I get. Uh, according to Kenny Chesney, the album was inspired by, quote, the rebuilding process, unquote, after Hurricane Irma, that's the one, which destroyed a house that he owned in St. John in the U.S. Virgin Islands. There, Oh, so I guess it's both things. Proceeds from the album will be donated to Hurricane Irma disaster relief funds, which I don't know if that's all sales going forward until, you know, the end of time or whatever, or if that was like a limited thing. Because I feel like this was written when, right when the album came out. So I don't know if the proceeds still go to that. If so, that'd be cool. Or for some sort of hurricane relief effort or something. And it's, I, I think I bought the album around the time it came out. So I'm glad to hear that some of the money that I spent on it helped, went to help with that. That's really cool. I forgot he made his own label, Blue Chair, which is based on, I think, the old Blue Chair song that he has. Sorry, I'm just learning things now, too. Hey, <laughs> what a great podcast. <laughs> we all learn things. Yeah. Also, have you... I guess this is more of just like, have you heard this song? This song is tied in this. Something I I discovered... Um, I'm sure you're familiar with the band Credence Clearwater Revival. I'm sure you've heard of them. John, CCR, of course. Yeah, John, John Fogarty's band. Which also, he... I guess after CCR, he... John Fogarty did kind of a blues, uh, what's the Cajun band or some Cajun influence music, uh, John Fogarty and the Blue Ridge Rangers. And then he's done soul stuff. He did a, he recently, like, I don't know, uh, let me see. Yeah. About six years ago now, did an album called Wrote a Song for Everyone, which I know about because, uh, I, I really like Brad Paisley and I found out that he was featured on that album. So I, good song hot rod heart uh and i think actually on that album he did john fogarty he recorded bad moon rising with zach brown band maybe let me double check my double check my information well, we're swinging here. wide today yeah that's Beach music to i mean it's the CCR. the whole idea is i mean ccr it kind of falls into i mean maybe not ccr but john fogarty's other music since then is like falls under kind of that he because especially cajun is kind of a style of music that i might listen to at the beach but um yep zach i don't know if it was the the zach brown band or just zach brown that guested on the it's it was basically from my understanding it was an album of of him uh recordings of his songs both old and new with various other with various country artists or maybe not all country artists i don't know for sure but anyways I actually brought up CCR because you know their song Green River. Um, I feel like I do. I didn't know this for the longest time, but one day I was going through my music and I saw I had another artist that had a song of the same title, and so I like listened to both of them. And sure enough, the other version I'm pretty sure is a 
because I think CCR was seventies, right? Yeah. Because I think they're my was a unfortunate son is the like their most famous song, and that's definitely a protest song for Vietnam, right? Yep. Yeah, which <laughs> is seventies. So this is definitely a cover of CCR. Uh, Alabama did a cover of Green River, and I didn't realize that it was CCR's song for the longest time because I I think I had the Al I definitely had the Alabama version way longer because it's somewhere around here on cd my dad has the album uh mountain music that I, it's on but they did a they did a cover of ccr which i thought was interesting and i have the i have both versions of that on this playlist thing oh yeah you ever heard the song sail on this isn't it's not a country song at least i bring it up because it kind of is but it's not Mm-mm. i guess i can tie in something we talked i I was going to say earlier, but you didn't even know the song, which, so I guess I'm not surprised you don't know this one either. So, Sail On is a song by the Commodores. I know the Commodores. Yeah. And do you know who one of the members of the Commodores is? No, but I'm sure you're going to tell me. Lionel Richie. So, I don't know. I'm sure because most of, so, to go a little bit, so Tim McGraw. There's a version, so the, there's a song called Sail On by the Commodores. Sail on down the line. Anyways, and it's from, uh, like late 70s, early 80s. And there's a version of Sail On that Lionel Richie did with Tim McGraw, which is pretty good. I know about it because, like Brad Paisley, I'm a big Tim McGraw fan, so I've pretty much listened through his entire catalog. And there's an album that Tim McGraw did that's called, uh, it's called Tim McGraw and Friends, and it's a compilation of duets that he's done. And given the year it came out, 2013, I'm going to say it's very likely that none of them are, are, are were recorded for this album. Because this is it was released on Curb Records, which was the record label McGraw was on for a long time, and... I don't know if you know, but there's, uh, he ba- I think he sued Curb Records a couple years ago because he left their label in, I want to say, 2012, 2013, 2000, or the early 2010s, earlier this decade. He left Curb Records. So all of his new studio albums, like, I don't know for sure if Emotional Traffic was on it, um, but it, for sure. Uh, with his 2013 album, Two Lanes of Freedom, and on. Those were released under other labels. I think he's jumped labels again from where he did when he first left Curb. But Curb Records had owned his catalog of music from, like, you know, all his albums before from, like, 1993 on. And that's why they're still compilation albums, even as recently as, like, 2015. There have been compilation albums of Tim McGraw that he was not involved in. And I think that was what the lawsuit was about. Or it was about an album that they pushed out that he was contractually obligated to have, but they pushed it out at the wrong time or something. So anyways, um, there's an album, like I mentioned, said Tim McGraw and Friends, that was released in 2013, the same year as Two Lanes of Freedom. So I assume that's another Curb compilation and because Curb's not, from my understanding, at least from the perspective of 
Tim McGraw, a great record label, there's probably not any new material or very little. So, and I know for sure there aren't because there's ones like, uh, there's one with me in Tennessee, which he did with Gwyneth Paltrow, which was from a movie that they were both in. And then I think felt good on my lips with his wife, Faith Hills on this one, bring on the rain with Joe D. Messina. And those are all definitely older than this album is. So I assume sail on is the same way. Um, and all of that, that I've been rambling about is just to say that I'm pretty sure initially it was a release on a Lionel Richie album featuring Tim McGraw and not the other way around. It's a pretty good cover and it was one I didn't expect. But then again, Lionel Richie also did an entire album of duets with that actually might be the one he did a bunch of duets of his songs, both as a solo artist and as part of the Commodores with country artists. Cause there was like a uh, dancing on the ceiling. And I think he did that with uh rascal flats uh, he did one with, I think, Jason Aldean. I don't know. That was. It's been a while since I looked at that. Well, you thinking we should wrap this up? Yeah, there wasn't really anywhere we... There wasn't any uh, specific place that I was going with any of this, and I thought I had a lot more prepared, but I've been busy. So, yeah. Um, thank you, everybody, for listening. This has been RJ and Ray, and uh, we'll talk to you later. We're going to ride off into the sunset. Yeah.